fue horrible, fue horrible. Hola hermanas, ¿cómo están? Bienvenidas a ¿Quién es la más? Mi nombre es Gigi y yo soy Braulio. And like always, before we start, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It would help us immensely to get the word out. We appreciate all the support. Today we are recapping La Masraga, season four, episode six. Wow, wow, wow. We're down. This is half. Well, we said halfway through last week, so I guess this is. What is it? A quarter? No, a third. I'm bad at math. Sorry, but <laughs> yeah, I guess it only has ten episodes. What from what I remember. So we're gonna have to like go through these queens really quickly. Um, because unless all of them are going to reach the finale, which I wouldn't be surprised, you know, the twists that they throw, um, <laughs> on the show. But, uh, anyways, what did you think of, in your general thoughts of this episode? Um, it was bloated. Like I am bloated right now. <laughs> Meaning the, Same. it was just super long <laughs> because... Some of the stuff was pointless. They could have cut a lot of it out. Um, for one, they could have cut the introduction of the character that they're playing when they were talking to Ricky Lips. Um, that was too long. They went through every single person. And then the runway was pointless because it's not a run. It was in a runway episode or it shouldn't have been a runway episode. And it didn't seem like they were judged as a runway episode. So, yeah, they just because the standard is to have a runway doesn't mean that you needed it this time. I think it could have been they could have spent a lot more time on the actual game show portion. Um, and in that way, like given each of them more time with their characters uh, so that it doesn't feel so rushed in that portion um, i was excited for the idea but it ended up being not very good i would have thought they would have learned from i think it was last season that they first started doing this challenge because i remember um raga diamante she did uh gloria trevi it was pretty funny mm -hmm. and then marise marison basre she did uh maria felix And that, they were good, but then, like, the challenge itself was set up so you couldn't mm -hmm. really tell who was doing good all, and who like, was doing bad. They were all, like, up in a little space, too. Yeah. And it was the same thing this time. So it was, and, one, and they kind of just got one opportunity to, like, answer a question, and mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so. even... It even seemed forced at times because they were kind of playing Family Feud, but the drag Mexican <laughs> version. And then 
so when it became their turn, when um, Roberto was asking them questions, and it felt like Roberto knew that he had to give them a chance to answer just to get something in there. Um, so that's what I mean. Like they, sh they should have like given them more time to, to do their characters, um, during that portion. Yeah. You can tell that they were, um, the questions were pre-planned and just giving everyone just a chance to answer and show some kind of, um, celebrity impersonation, but, and that's why they all had their little gimmicks or their little sayings and mm -hmm. for just that one answer. And then that was it. So there was no, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not improvising, I guess. So it's fine, but it wasn't that entertaining because of that reason. Um, I guess we'll talk more about that later, but are you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's dive in. All right. So If you want to be famous, you better act like it, darling. This week on La Mazdraga, the contestants are challenged to imitate a famous celebrity in a game show setting, but there is a twist. The contestants will be separated into two teams and be judged in teams. The queen of imitations and fellow judge Ricky Lips gives the contestants pointers so they will be able to flesh out their characters. On the main stage, then contestants perform as their chosen celebrities and take part of the game show 99 Dragas Dijeron. The winner of the challenge, La Más Famosa, is Veracruz. Tiresias and Alexa Fox land in the bottom two and have to lip sync to El Espejo by Yuri. In the end, Tiresias is eliminated and becomes the next queen to be added to the drag altar. All right, so we get to the workroom. They're introduced to the challenge by Joni. They all kind of expected it. They were like, oh, they showed like little clips of them saying that they were expecting this challenge. I guess they told them ahead of time to prepare something. Mm -hmm. And then Pepito come in and um, they bring in Ricky Lips to help them with their characters. Um, is there anything you want to mention about this? Um, I think the the details that are interesting to point out was that some of the queens um, ended up switching their uh, character, their famous person that they were going to imitate uh, in the end, like um georgiana was supposedly was gonna do talia and she didn't say she didn't even say anything but she showed up as dora la exploradora dora the explorer mm -hmm. um in the actual challenge instead of um talia and then uh who else changed it up i know moralisa had to change it up because Moralisa had Natalia La Forcade, and then they kind of told them that's not really going to work. <laughs> so, so she's a singer, right? Natalia La Forcade. Uh, yeah, we've seen her live together, whatever. Oh, that was years ago, but <laughs> I, I don't know much about her, but I don't know, not know if she's, I don't even know if she has like, uh, like personality, like she's a known for her personality. 
like like Ricky Lips and Pepe Tell mentioned, yeah, she's more she's more subdued and she's very like down to earth. So there's not a lot to imitate, but you could tell that Moralisa was really excited to imitate her because you can tell that they are a big fan of Natalia Laforcade. Uh, just some of the details that they were trying to work into the character, you could tell, but that does not make it funny. <laughs> so then they went with Paulina de la Mora, which is a character from uh, Casa de las Flores on on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then who else changed their person? Tiresias changed from Tatiana to um, Susana Zabaleta. Who, if we if we've been paying attention, like she's been uh, a guest judge for the since the beginning, I think. I think every single season she's been there. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean that lady has a lot of. Um, she's just a lot of fun. Like she does not mess around. Like when she's tough, she's tough. But she also like um, she can be pretty funny at the same time. And then. Alexa Fox from La Guareja to uh, what was her name? Maria Belen. Maria Belen, which is from a novella, a kid's novella. And I was surprised that so many of them did like characters, like not actual people. Um, and that they got away with it, I guess. I guess it's, it's not a written rule that you have to imitate actual people because in that sense, yeah. it's a little bit of cheating. I don't, I think so, especially for some of them where it's like these characters are already based on like sketch characters and they have their phrases mm-hmm. that you can imitate. So that's a little bit easier on them. I guess it was, it was smart of them in that sense. Um, whereas other other queens had to like figure out what part of these um, imitations they wanted to bring out within the character that they were portraying. Yeah, I think um, I found it interesting too that they all chose, not all of them, but a lot of them chose um, fictional characters. And I think mm-hmm. on Drag Race, when they do Snatch Game, they're not allowed to do that because they're copyrighted characters. And um, so they have to actually say that they're the person and then act as the character. Does that make sense? Like if you're yeah. going to do, I don't know, um, um, say Reese Witherspoon, but you're doing mm-hmm. L. Woods, mm-hmm. you would have to still say that you're doing Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's a way to get around it. <laughs> yeah, I was happy that Ricky Lips, they brought her in to help them out. I, I guess she did kind of help out some of them because some of them were maybe if they wouldn't had her guidance, they would have gone with the character that they mm-hmm. came in with. And we mm-hmm. saw that that worked for, I think Georgiana had really worked for her mm-hmm. to rethink her her character. So I'm happy that she was there. And then they split it into two teams and um, they tell them that they're going to be uh, judged in teams, which is pretty weird. Um, I did not expect that. But now seeing the afterwards, seeing the game show, I was like, okay, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was great. That Ricky Lips showed up. 
Um, all right. So after she talks with the uh, contestants, we go into the workroom where they're all um, getting ready. And uh, I don't think much happens here. We kind of get the same storylines about Tiresias and Electra Vandergild. And, you mean Tiresias? Um, <laughs> the new name, Tiresias. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's been like a little uh, storyline throughout the season. Um, which is over which, now. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> which is it fine. Is I was tired of listening to the same thing over and over. Like, it's cute and that's fine. But one episode is good enough. Like, we don't have to hear about it again. It, it doesn't need to become the focus of the season. Yeah, it shouldn't become the focus of it. Um, and then we just get into some more um, deeper conversations. Serious, where, yeah. More serious, yes. Where Rebel Mork is feeling the pressure but i think lupita is really struggling mentally and she says that she wakes up she wakes up anxious with like heart palpitations and like well like her heart's racing attacks yeah yeah and she even admits to throwing up to like kind of reverting to her um yeah habits bulimic Um, patterns yeah which is really sad but i'm i'm happy that she's speaking about it because mm-hmm. I think that's healthier than just denying it or just keeping keeping quiet about it mm-hmm. yeah and and of course like all the queens um, kind of rally around each other um, and that kind of like leads into um, beyond the conversation about anxiety and depression um, it also like leads them to uh, well, I think uh, Edis gets a phone call from her dad, and and it was so the random. Dad, it is. <laughs> they just walk in with a cell phone. Like, okay, you have access to a cell phone. Like, what? It, it was actually Letal on the other line. They just did it for the cameras, but it still brought a tear to my eye. Honestly, <laughs> um, yeah. So the dad, <laughs> yeah, the one that's left, but. Yeah, the um, so the dad like expresses himself and how much they miss her at home and um, that she has a lot of support back home as well. And uh, some of the other girls like start talking about their families and um, yeah, it's just kind of they get emotional. Another therapy session, <laughs> so. Hopefully, it's actually like helping them <laughs> get all these things out, especially because they're around people who are like of the same community and with similar stories, and they know that they feel they they feel safe like talking about this stuff, um, and they don't feel like they're going to be judged. So. Yeah, I mean, just to have that those conversations, and then we're listening in on them. So hopefully, like um, people who are watching the show, it it can help them as well. I just want to know how did the dad know where to call? <laughs> like, whose number uh, did know. he have to 
that's yeah. what I'm like trying to figure out. They might have like an emergency number, like they can dial something. I don't know. They, I assume they have something because, or maybe that was that was um, her cell phone, and they just heard it ringing and answered. I don't know. And that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy that it's so different from from other reality shows that. You can't have a cell phone. You can't have contact with anybody else. It's just, it's weird to see because there's a lot well, of. They've done that, that in happen. Drag Race too, but they stick it onto the. Um, yeah, it's part of like a reward or something like that. Sometimes, but they've done it at Untucked as well without a reward. They just don't. Put oh it yeah, yeah. But they never get to talk to them physically or like talk to them they always have like a message uh, like a recorded true. message it's not yeah. like face to face or that's true you know what i mean um okay so after this i mean we're pretty much into the uh the challenge i mean we go through a little runway but it's not really too important to talk about because they're just presenting as their characters so are you ready to talk about the challenge let's do it All right, so the two teams are um, Las Más Iconicas, which is uh, Georgiana, de Dora la Exploradora. Veracruz was Patti Chapoy. Um, Electra was El Longemoco. La Moraliza was Paulina de la Mora. And Cifer was Yari Mejia. And then Las Más Famosas are um, Iris Sexy. Iris X, right? X. Ed is sexy. Ed is sexy. There you go. It was La Pajara Peggy. Uh, Rebel Morg was Sor Juana Inés de la Cruz, who I had no idea who that was. Had to look that up. She was a writer, I guess, and a nun. Um, Lupita Kush was Laura Leon. Tiresia Susana Zabaleta. And Alexa Fox was Maria Belén. So, I don't know if we should go down the line. I think we should just talk about... Okay, so which... Um, which one on Team Iconicas um, stood out to you? Um, from Team Iconicas, I think Georgiana, Vera, um, who did Electra play? El, ¿cómo se llama? The Monje, or como? Ah, Yes, how did I not remember my... Twin. <laughs> fue horrible, fue horrible. <laughs> yes. And that was pretty funny too. Um, it was just like the character. I like the character, so of course it's gonna like that. But then she throws shade to who was that that was with her? Um, mm. It was Lexa, I think. Yes. She was. Yes. She took that opportunity to throw shade at her in that moment. So I thought that was great. Um, like improvisation mm-hmm. so I like that part yeah so that one too so so far three out of five Moraliza mm, no and Cifer tampoco yeah I like those three Georgiana Vera and Electra were, were really good the one that stood out for me in this team was Vera uh, because she was just being like you said she wasn't a character it was a person mm-hmm. so it 
seemed more challenging and I didn't really laugh at any of them to be honest but I could see that she was more um she was more into her character like she was embodying the character more and I get that Georgiana is she did a good job like she didn't mess up or anything and she did good with her little you know bringing out all the items from the back from the backpack mm-hmm. and i like how I, she she kind of got like the whole group into her character because then everyone started like um chanting the song or chanting the little sayings that they say in the tv show um even while they were like sitting down so yeah, I, I like how she had that effect on the rest of the, of the team. Uh, I'm sure it helped that everyone's probably familiar with the show and they didn't have to practice anything. Um, but that made this team more special than it would have. Yeah. The only problem with that character is that I feel like anybody could have done that. There yeah. was nothing special that she added to it. That was like, oh, only her could have come up with that. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Yeah, so which ones of the of this team did you think completely just bombed? Uh, Moralisa could have totally done a better job. I think they just relied on their flat voice, which kind of goes with the character and relied too much on the little bottle of pills. But didn't actually do any more than that. So it was just like they were playing themselves in the end um, with the look of the character. And then Sifer did uh, Yari. Um, I was not that bothered by Sifer's uh, impersonation during the... Um, rehearsals or whatever you call them when they were talking to Ricky Lips I thought Seafood was gonna bomb <laughs> but no I think I think she got enough of Yadi's personality or at least catchphrases in there um I mean could have gone definitely further and the tone of voice was not there either just like Yadi said Yadi has like a very high pitched voice <laughs> And Seifert did not even attempt that at all. Um, so I don't know. I think Moralisa was just the more disappointing one. Yeah, for me, Moralisa just bombed. Like it was not. It was not the character. I didn't think it was a character at all. Um, she needed more like fresa, more mm-hmm. kind of snobby. Um, and that was it was had nothing of that. Like that could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. That could have been Posh Spice. Like she had the hair, she had the outfit. You're pushing it, but okay. <laughs> like anybody, literally. Um, yeah, she needed that. I pop pop come up grass. Like mm-hmm. just like I don't know, like more snobby. exaggerated. Yes, the team uh, las más famosas. Who did you think really excelled in this team? Um, so Iris did the Bahara Peggy. That was pretty good. Um, another one that probably could have pushed it further 
at least like energy wise but in like overall that that was pretty good impression rebel did sort of juana inez de la cruz well that one was just like because she had to like create the character uh or invent it in a way the personality since there isn't really anything that she could refer to then i think the the jokes just had to land that made it so like the jokes would have been the focus of it because then people are not going to be comparing it to anyone else so then people can focus on the actual jokes and there weren't really any in there um during the ricky lips thing it sounded like she had something prepared but didn't get to use it or was cut or again they didn't have enough time to actually express it so rebel was disappointing um lupita oh lupita did pretty good um so that wasn't another one that i liked from there and then yeah she was laura leon mm-hmm. the tesorito and i agree with yuri that she should have done a little bit of singing didn't someone imitate her last time i just kind of remember someone doing the voice but i mean she's a pretty common person to imitate in that way because she has such defined like personality traits that um maybe i'm not even maybe it wasn't even on on the show it was somewhere else that i've seen it but i think it was the first season no Deborah La Grande, didn't she do her or something? Possibly. I do remember someone imitating her, but yeah. Um, but yeah, she was a standout of of the group. Diresias and Lexa. Oof. Obviously, they were at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked Lupita from this team. She wasn't the strongest overall, but Lupita Kush for sure um, was stronger than the rest in this team. Um, and Iris was I, I agree that she was better like during the like the the one on one with Ricky Lips. I think she just went further with it in that instant. Um so I don't know what happened. I think she just probably got in her head or maybe she just had this thing rehearsed where she didn't want to go too over the top or was scared to, you know, take over the scene or something. Because that character, I feel like that character could have been so ridiculous and mm-hmm. just taken over the whole thing. Um, she could have been on the sideline, just like making noises and going crazy. Like she could have done so much. She was a freaking bird. She was a huge bird. <laughs> like what? What is that? That's so. You know, she could just like act like she's flying around or something. I don't know. I mean, just go for it. Um, so yeah, that was disappointing, but I think I agree. Lupita Kush was um, the strongest of this team. Um, I did think it was weird again. Like I don't think that twist of well, okay. So if you're gonna judge them in teams, then give them a chance or that they can work together. They kind of didn't really. It was just kind of an individual mm-hmm. uh, character for each of them. They never got to play around with each other. Like never got to banter back and forth never had um an opportunity to really um, to really um show that there are a team so it was just a weird 
twist to add to this that I don't think was necessary. Yeah, and then they ended up like throwing it in Seafed's face. They're like, well, you got saved by your team, otherwise you would have been at the bottom. <laughs> that was sad. <laughs> I know, especially since they didn't really, like I said, they weren't going back and forth with each other. They never even acknowledged each other, I think. Most of the time, they were just kind of waiting for the next question. That was mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this was, it was a, a letdown as a challenge. Um, so we go on to the critiques. Um, and did you want to say anything about the critiques? Anything that the judges mentioned? You did mention that they, you know, Seifert got a little backlash or, you know, reprimanded for not being part of the team or something like that, which I think, uh, I don't know. I, we didn't see anything like that. So it was a weird critique for me to hear. Um, and then the one thing that stood out to me was that uh, Letal was kind of pissed off <laughs> when Tiresias mm-hmm. was doing Susana because I guess they're mm-hmm. friends. And I don't know. Did you think anything of that? Because I thought it was it was silly to be mad at it. It was just like, why? Mm, no, I didn't really notice the anger, the fire, the hellfire in her eyes. But I, but yeah, it, there were comments um, that Letal didn't see any any aspect of Susana within Tiresias's interpretation of her, which I don't know. I think from Letal's rough, very rough exterior, um, I think it it gets lost that she actually cares for the queens and wants them to do better. And I think that's the whole purpose why um, she has harsh critiques towards them Um, more so than just wanting to cut them down. Um, There are some praises here and there from Natal, but, but it feels like a lot of the time we know what Lithar is going to say, and it's usually not good for the queens. Yeah, how did you think uh, Yuri did as a guest judge? Um, she was kind of the Apollo Abdul. I feel like she was very she was a drug addict. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to say that <laughs> taking pills. Uh-huh. <laughs> allegedly allegedly i said allegedly okay <laughs> that was moralisa's character no she was like the nice one and for a change i guess a change of pace from the other ones i guess it was nice to have someone who was like sweet and encouraging and um she kept like praising them and telling them to keep becoming better and keep doing what they what they love right and it was it was a good change of pace but um i don't know that there was much constructive criticism from from her yeah i liked her she seemed like a good like motivator she's like the other side of letal if letal is the you know that harsh judge she's like the opposite 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need that balance. So I enjoyed yeah. her. I thought she was fun. Because yeah, and, um, they don't really she have that some... in the panel at all anymore. Or not anymore. And they've never really had that. Maybe some of the guest judges, but Natal, Yari, when Johnny was there, and then Ricky Lips, none of them are are like that. Um, so then I, th- I feel like if I put myself in the queen's position, like hearing tough comments all the time from them, um, even though it, it is coming from a good place, it, it does kind of like hammer you down sometimes and you just feel like uh, exhausted from it. Yeah, it's hammer time. Hammer time. Um, what did you think of the lip sync? <laughs> they both did okay. There was nothing impressive, but at least they semi knew the words. Did yes again, kind of didn't know the whole song, but uh, you can tell the they both were like trying to give it their all. At least it didn't seem like they gave up halfway through. Um, mm-hmm. I I thought it could have gone to any one of them, but knowing that. Yuri is the one who supposedly picks. Um, and you know, Yuri had already given Dinerita to Lexa. So then I was like, oh, well, Lexa's going to stay, obviously. Um, and yeah, there you go. Lexa stayed. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I, I agree. It was kind of obvious because of that reason. Because I think the lip sync on Lexa's side was a little like all over the place. She was pouring water on herself. I was like, what is going on? What is she doing? It just didn't go with the song. I, and at least Tiresias had a microphone with her. She was kind of giving you some kind of, you know, uh, diva singing a ballad. So I <laughs> kind of enjoyed her more. Um, uh, so, yeah, she's the uh, Tiresias is uh, sent home or just eliminated. I'm She'll be backstage um, <laughs> just hanging around like they do, talking on the phone. You know. um, so now that we're halfway through the season, I'm sure you have someone. Who do you think is going to win? And who do you want to win? Oh. See, I thought Papelito was going to be one of the top ones. Papelito's gone. Yeah. And then La Morralisa started off so strong. But I feel like they've kind of been navigating rough seas as of late. So I'm not so sure that they're going to get to the finale. Okay, but who do you want? Who do you want to win? Like, who's your favorite right now? I don't know. Because I feel like no one has stood out for me. Like, everyone's been like a roller coaster. If La Moralisa can get back on their feet and start doing what they were doing in the beginning, that's who I want to win. Okay. And who do you think is going to win? Who do you think the judges are more, you know, they're feeling more? Who do you think it's their favorite? Um, 
maybe Electra. Okay. I don't think they they've come down on her too much. So I feel like they like Electra. Yeah, I I mean she, I don't think she's ever been in the bottom, so I think you're right. They never really put her in the bottom. Um I think Rebel could be like a dark horse that comes like yes, out of nowhere. I, I yeah, I I can see that happening. Yeah. I was going to say I don't know if there's a front runner. I'm not sure. I, I'm I feel like this season is weird. It doesn't have a like last season you could tell like the front runners and this season it's just kind of like everybody's kind of not standing out um mm-hmm. but the one that i want to win i think um is veracruz i think she has it all i think she has the looks i think she has the personality she she just i think she's that if they're looking for a 360 i think veracruz is it i would have said cifer because i love her looks and aesthetically, I love her mm-hmm. more, but she doesn't have that personality that, yeah, that they're looking for that will do great in like acting challenges or um, like this challenge. Um, so for that reason, I think I'm going to say Vera Cruz. I think she's the one that I want to win. I think they're the judge's definition of 360 changes all the time, though, because... I wouldn't say that Alexis Tresexele um, is very Tresesenta. Because I feel like the, I don't know, the personality wasn't quite up there. No, I know. It's it's a weird, like, they're, in last season, um, what's her name? Avias. She came back, remember, that they brought her back? Oh, my favorite. <laughs> I liked her a lot. But yeah. And she was good. I mean, she was not she was not great at the acting challenges or the singing or whatever they put him through. She was mostly just the look. I mean, her looks were insane. Like she was she was really great at the looks and she was a, a seamstress and everything. So, we'll see this uh this season what they go for. I think so I said Veracruz I want to win. I think Georgiana's going to win. I think she will. Be uh, see, I could totally see that happening. But she she started off really rough. Uh, I think last episode I liked her finally. And then this episode I liked her. Um, but she's still not very refined in my eyes. Yeah, but I if they didn't get rid of her already, I think that she's going to win. I don't know. I just feel that. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about this episode? Um, no. When are we going to have a double elimination? I know. Triple. Come on. Make it the first time in history that we're having three-way elimination. I mean, literally, this could have been a double elimination. That lip sync wasn't great, in my opinion. So they can just you know, start handing them out like they do, you know, the wins. They just kind of give them to anybody. All right. So thank you so much for joining us once again on the podcast. And um, let them know where they can find us. You can follow the podcast 
on Instagram at Guinness where you will see the looks of the week. And then we also have our uh, email address, Guinness Podcast at gmail.com, uh, where you can write us if you have any questions, comments, um, any lovely messages. There you go. And please don't forget to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts so it can help the podcast be more visible. Uh, and where can they find you, Yi? If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at yes, it's Yi. All right. Thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, make sure to tune in next week when we will be recapping La Mastraga Season 4. Episode 7, and you never know. We might get that double elimination. Let's cross our fingers. We need this season to, I mean, these girls to, you know, hurry up and leave. Um, All right. Well, thank you, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye. Adios. Papa, come on, grass.